Hare Krishna, everyone. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios. We call it the Haven. It's actually Hive, but Anglo-Saxon for Hive is Haven. So we call it the Haven. Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel. Uh, and we're here, blissed out. I'm hearing the Chaitanya Charitamrita for four and a half hours a day to do the proof hearing of the audiobooks for the PBT CC official audiobook of the CC and uh, very little time to do anything else nowadays it's on a marathon I apologize to anyone and everyone that I haven't been communicating with so much lately since we became on this marathon but the good news is that we're going to read the Bia Bhagavatamrita every day, despite whatever else we're doing. Hare Krishna. I couldn't live without it. <clears throat> couldn't live without you, and I couldn't live without it. Okay. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotra by Srila Sanatana Goswami, the same author as the Bia Bhagavatamrita. He wrote this glorification of the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the basis of the Briya Bhagavatamrita. So therefore we chant it every day. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas <clears throat> rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Srimad Bhagavata Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvandodita Ditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Barshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Shri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguru Man Mahadana Manishtadaka Madbhagya Mad Anandana Mostaday. My only friend, <clears throat> my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadhu Sadhuta Dayin Atini Chutitakara O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya
ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Okay, we reached the five, fifth chapter of the first part of Riya Bhagavatamrita. There are seven chapters in this first part, and Narada Muni is now with the Pandavas. He's glorified them like anything in relationship to Krishna, and he spoke more about Krishna when glorifying the Pandavas than he did about the Pandavas, which gives you an indication of how intimate. The Pandavas are to Krishna. Now the Pandavas are one by one um, refuting the praise of Narada. We're going to read fifty-eight, even though I, we we read it yesterday. But it's the beginning of Bhima's uh, reputation. Sri Parikshit continued. <clears throat> Then Bhima, the bosom friend of the Lord of the Yadavas, laughed loudly and said, Please listen, my dear disciple of Sri Krishna. Commentary The word Narma denotes natural joking <clears throat> between intimate friends. Bhima was so intimate with Krishna that Bhima could pretend to discern in Narda's character the faults the sage had acquired in Krishna's association. For example, Narada must have learned from Krishna how to cleverly juggle the meaning of words, just as Krishna always juggled words himself. 59. Krishna is the original source of illusion, the guru of all clever deceivers. His acts are fathomless, like an ocean. We have little faith in the many crafty things he says and does. Doesn't he have all sorts of motives? <laughs> Commentary. Maya means magic, and it also means material nature, the source of illusion in the, in the created world. Krishna is the source of Maya in both senses of the word. In Bhima's opinion, Krishna is too unpredictable and deceptive to trust. Sometimes Krishna acts just for his personal enjoyment. Sometimes he manufactures illusions out of mere curiosity. And sometimes he uses his wit <clears throat> to intentionally bewilder his devotees. In any case, his motive is never simple affection and the games he plays are not real. Since Bhima and his brothers are experienced men of the world, they are not going to put any trust in such behavior. Text 60. Sri Prikshit said, Then, dear mother, my grandfather, Sriman Arjuna, the intimate friend of Krishna, dejectedly spoke, sighing again and again. Commentary. Bhima was Krishna's Narmasaka, the Lord's bosom friend, but Arjuna was Krishna's pranasaka, that is, Krishna and Arjuna were dearer to one another than life. Arjuna was glorious, Sriman, blessed by the goddess of fortune. Because of his intimate friendship with Krishna, it was painful 
for Arjuna to think about the friend he now rarely saw. 61. Blessed Arjuna said, O godly Narada, the great mercy your beloved Lord supposedly bestowed upon us has in fact become the cause of our sorrow. Commentary. Arjuna's relationship with Krishna is more intimate than Bhima's. Whereas Bhima discounted Krishna's kindness as a mere pretense that served other aims of his pastimes, Arjuna had to acknowledge that Krishna's affection for the Pandavas was real. According to Arjuna, <clears throat> Krishna's intention when he drove Arjuna's chariot and served the Pandavas in various ways were sincere. Yet somehow the results were usually contrary. Text 62 and 63. Swayed by dry speculation, concerned only with their own dharma, Bhishma and others on the field of war fiercely attacked Lord Sri Krishna, piercing his armor and flesh. Lord Krishna, the wielder of the Sudarshan Chakra, tolerated for my sake those repeated attacks on his divine body, although I tried to stop him. Commentary In texts 62 through 70, Arjuna explains how Krishna's good intentions often brought the Pandavas to grief. During the 18 days of battle at Kurukshetra, even though Krishna had promised to take up no weapons himself, warriors like Bhishma more than once attacked him. Because Krishna wanted Arjuna victorious at all costs, Krishna never turned away from these attacks, but repeatedly exposed to the danger of injury his tender body, more precious to Arjuna than his own. Bhishma and the others who tried to harm Krishna justified themselves on the grounds that they were following principles of religious warfare. Pitriadayo pi hantavya chatriena ranangane on the battlefield a chatriya should be ready to, be, to kill even his father <clears throat> or other relatives. But since Krishna is the aim of all true religious principles, the attacks on him were unrighteous. Arjuna says that the warriors who attacked Krishna did so because their understanding was dry and impersonal. They reasoned that Krishna is the absolute truth they reasoned that since Krishna is the absolute truth, he cannot feel pain when pierced by weapons, so attacking him is not wrong. This means, Arjuna implies, that they were not pure devotees <clears throat> and had no real understanding of the sweet honey taste of Sri Krishna's lotus feet. The blows Krishna received in battle seemed to penetrate his skin and draw blood. The attacks were earnest and forceful enough to have been fatal for a human fighter. More likely, however, the so-called blood flowing from Krishna's transcendental body was actually perspiration, an ecstatic symptom of his compassion for his devotees. Krishna's purpose was to show the world 
how much concern he always feels for his devotees. Arjuna tried to dissuade Krishna from facing these challenges. He told Krishna, My Lord, since you promised not to join in the fight, why are you advancing to, keep, to kill Bhishma? Why are you, why are you so... Why are you accepting the blows of Bhagavata and others while I am here to protect you? Speaking like this, Arjuna grabbed hold of Krishna's feet and tried to stop him from attacking Bhishma. Ultimately, Krishna's sweet will is supreme. He is Chakrapani, the wielder of the Sudarshanchak disc. With this eternal weapon, he could have effortlessly warded off all attacks and killed all opponents whenever he wished. But he bore the blows of various enemies just to increase Arjuna's fame. Text 64 <clears throat> <clears throat> Even today, O Brahmana, as I remember those incidents, I cannot remove the arrow of grief from my heart. How then can I feel any happiness? <clears throat> Text 65 Acts that bring pain to a dear one are not a sign of compassion or love. Text 66-67 When I refused to kill Bhishma, Drona and others, Krishna, the best of wise scholars taught me something to induce, induce me to go ahead and kill them. Hearing only the literal meaning of what Krishna taught may please dry scholars, but to, but to us whose life and soul lies in glorifying pure devotional service, those instructions by the Lord give great pain. Commentary The Upanishads convey the convey the essence of Vedic knowledge and Srimad Bhagavad Gita conveys the essence of the Upanishads. Various exalted sages became the receivers or rishis of each of the Upanishads but Bhagavan Sri Krishna chose to speak his own Gita directly to his friend and devotee Arjuna. Because Arjuna is too humble to think himself great and is disappointed by Krishna's having left the Pandavas, he does not consider himself a favored devotee of Krishna's. Therefore, he tries to deny the transcendental value of the Gita. This is only a ploy, however, to distract Narada. Arjuna's argument <clears throat> Arjuna's argument here is not valid. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna teaches pure devotional service and he, cho and he chose to speak it to Arjuna because Arjuna is one of his purest devotees. Sarvo Panishudo Sarvo Panishudo Gavo Dogda Gopala Nandanaha Parto Vatsa Sudhir Bhokta Dugdam Gitamritam Mahat. Mm. 
This Gita Upanishad, Bhagavad Gita, the essence of all the Upanishads, is just like a cow. And Lord Krishna, who is famous as a cowherd boy, is milking this cow. Arjuna is just like a calf. And learned scholars and pure devotees are to drink the nectarian milk of Bhagavad Gita. Gita Mahatmya 6 Text 68 Even carefully studying the purport of those instructions has not made me any happier. Rather, his words only made me remember how he deceived me. Commentary According to all the Vaishnava commentary, commentators, including Sridhar Swami, Ramanujacharya, Madhvacharya, Jiva Goswami, Vishwanath Chakravarti, and Baladev Vidyabhushana, the purport of Bhagavad Gita is that Krishna is the supreme truth <clears throat> and that the perfection of life is to serve him with devotion. But in the ecstasy of separation, Arjuna reads the purport otherwise. He thinks Krishna spoke these instructions just to trick him into agreeing to kill his teachers, Bhishma and Drona. Text 69-70 No one is dearer to me than the Supreme Brahman, Krishna, with his all-enchanting beautiful form. He has given himself to me, who have complete faith in him. He is the reservoir of pure unconditional mercy, the upholder of his word, the best of well-wishing friends, the omnipotent Lord of all. Commentary Here, Arjuna admits his firm trust in Krishna. This solid faith is the reality underlying Arjuna's ecstatic conscious ecstatic consciousness. His contrary expressions of apparent distrust are countercurrents of secondary ecstasies, which increase his pleasure, the pleasure of his beloved Lord, and the pleasure of the Rasika devotees like Narada, to whom he divulges these feelings. In this verse, Arjuna states four reasons for his complete trust in Krishna. First, Krishna is merciful unconditionally. Second, he always fulfills his promises, such as the one he made to Arjuna before the battle of Kurukshetra. Nami Bhakta Pranashyati, my devotee, never perishes. Third, he is the most reliable friend and benefactor. And fourth, he is the Supreme Lord, able to do anything. Remembering these qualities of Krishna and his exquisite beauty and the intimate friendship he kindly shared, Arjuna confesses that for him, for him Krishna is everything. But for this very reason, Arjuna cannot bear to consider that Krishna would intentionally deceive him into killing his teachers on the pretext of giving him spiritual instructions. Texts 71 and 72 Sri Nikula in Sahadev said, 
Yes, Sri Krishna gave us steadfastness in the face of many dangers. He arranged for the doom of all our enemies and for our success in the Ashwamedha and other sacrifices. He expanded our fame, kingdom and pious credits which others could hardly hope to attain. But, O oh godly Narada, we do not deem this evidence of His mercy. 73. Rather, He gave us His real mercy when in the festival of many great sacrifices He had arranged, He delighted us by accepting the first worship. Text 74. Now He has cheated us by going away. So how can we continue to live? Before, O Brahmana, at least we had the sight of Him so difficult to obtain. Commentary Like their brothers, Nakula and Sahadev, judge Krishna's mercy on them by whether or not He gives them His personal association. They could think themselves fortunate only as long as they could be with Him and see Him at the Rajasuya sacrifice and on other occasions. Text 75 Sri Prikshit said, Hearing the words of the Pandavas, Draupadi was overwhelmed with sorrow. Calming herself with great effort, she spoke, crying in a choked voice. 76 Sri Krishna, Draupadi said, So many times, my intimate friend Sri Krishna saved me from shame. And so many times he killed wicked rascals like the Kauravas. 77. I thought he would always show us mercy, but now my father, brother and sons have all fallen in battle. Nonetheless, I don't lament, for by nature I accept whatever he may desire. But I had hoped that on one pretext or another he would arrange for my desires to be fulfilled. Commentary <clears throat> Duyodhana, Dushashana and their friends had tormented Draupadi with their unspeakably wicked behavior. Draupadi knows that Krishna alone saved her and her husbands from this abuse. Although her husbands by their arms had killed their many enemies, it was Krishna's inconceivable potencies that had drawn the doomed warriors into fratricidal combat and Krishna's will that had sealed their fate. Even after Draupadi's father, Drupada, her brother, Drishtadyumna, and her five sons, headed by Prativinya, had all perished at Kurukshetra, she, had, she hoped against hope that Krishna would somehow make her happy again. Text 79 After my family members were killed, Sri Krishna personally sat here at my side and expertly consoled me with persuasive arguments. Text 80 I always drink the immortal nectar of those charming words so pleasing to the mind and the smiles that went with them. Commentary With his sweet, compassionate words, Krishna had filled Draupadi's heart with new hope. Despite the material disaster and loss, Draupadi could be consoled 
by recalling how Krishna had sat and talked with her in concern and how attractive his words and smiling face had been. Text 81 Even so, it is my misfortune that he no longer comes here. So how, dear sage, can I think he has shown me any mercy? 82 Sri Prikshit said, Mother Kunti, for whom the sight of Krishna was life, seemed tormented with sorrow, remembering how Krishna had at times shown his mercy and at other times not. She then spoke pitifully with tears in her eyes. Commentary Like her sons and their wife, Kunti is a transcendental soul, blessed with the full mercy of Krishna. This is the truth, <clears throat> no matter what she says. The ecstasy of separation, vipralambarbhav, impelled her to complain sorrowfully, as if an ordinary woman. Parikshit Maharaj qualifies his description here by saying, Shokarta Eva, as if lamenting, to clarify the real situation. Text 83 Sri Prita Kunti said, I had no husband to protect me, but Krishna always interceded just in time to save me and my sons from calamity. From this I understood that Krishna's mercy on me was special, greater even than his mercy on his mother Devaki. Commentary Queen Kunti in her famous prayers to Krishna compares her relation with Krishna to Devaki's. O Rishikesha, Master of the Senses and Lord of Lords, you have released me and my children and your mother Devaki, who was long imprisoned and distressed by the envious King Kangsa from a series of constant dangers. My dear Krishna, your Lordship has protected us from a poisoned cake, from a great fire, from cannibals, from the vicious assembly, from sufferings during our exile in the forest, and from the battle where great generals fought. And now you have saved us from the weapon of Ashwatthama. Bhagavatam 1.8, 3, 23, and 24. Srimati Kunti here implies that Krishna's mercy on her differs from his mercy on Devaki. Krishna saved Devaki from Kangsa's persecution, but only after Devaki had been imprisoned for a long time. Moreover, he released Devaki only once, and even when freed, she was still unhappy because Krishna had not rescued the six of her sons the first six of her sons were murdered by Kangsa. But Krishna saved Kunti repeatedly, together with her sons. Krishna always then <clears throat> Krishna always came to their rescue without delay. When Duryodhana tried to feed Bhima a poisoned cake, when Duryodhana tried to burn the Pandavas alive in a palace 
made of lack. When the brothers had to face man-eating, rakshasas, like Hidimba, when they were cheated by the Kauravas in gambling, and on numerous other occasions, Devaki had protectors other than Krishna. Devaki had protectors other than Krishna, including her husband and other Vishni heroes. Whereas for Kunti, Krishna was the only shelter. Kunti therefore considered her own dependence on Krishna more complete. Text 84 But now, the thought that Krishna is merciful to me never enters my mind. For everywhere, in our home and the homes of our neighbors, I hear the loud mourning of the women whose relatives have been, have been slain. Comment, commentary In the aftermath of the devastating battle at Kurukshetra, Kunti cannot even think to herself that Krishna has special affection for her family. Certainly while speaking to others, she is reluctant to say anything about Krishna's mercy. Text 85 Therefore, deprived of seeing him, I begged Krishna to take away our wealth and give us more calamities to bring him again within our sight. Commentary Though her family has won back their kingdom, Kunti sees no Kunti still sees no happiness because they no longer can see Krishna. They were happier when struggling against one danger after another. Thus Kunti prayed to Krishna, I wish that all those calamities would happen again and again so that we could see you again and again. For seeing you means that we will no longer see repeated births and deaths. Bhagavatam 1.8.25 A devotee who has seen the lotus feet of Krishna is guaranteed liberation from the cycle of birth and death. But the Krishna conscious devotee sees also that this liberation, apunar babadarshanam, <clears throat> is nothing compared with the pleasure of seeing Krishna in one's own relationship with him. Text 86 <clears throat> Krishna gave the Pandavas their kingdom freed from thorny opponents. Now, thinking the brothers satisfied, he has abandoned us and resides in Dwarka. Text 87 So I have given up hope that he will ever come back. Now I think his real mercy would be my quick death. 88. My last thread of hope that Krishna is always compassionate to his friends and relatives can easily break if I simply consider how strong he is attached to the Yadurs. Commentary Yudhisthira reached this same conclusion that the Pandavas cannot hope to compete for Krishna's attention with the Yadavas of Dwarka. The Yadavas, as Krishna's family members, have first claim on Krishna. They are his uncles, cousins, and sons. And from Kunti's point of view, the Yadavas 
much more strongly than the Pandavas, are connected with Krishna as his loving servants. Text 89 Therefore, go see the divine Yadavas, the Lord's most beloved associates, who have immersed, who live immersed in a vast, unequaled ocean of joy. My Lord Narada, you know very well how great they are. What can I tell you about their glories? Commentary Narada Kunti says, should go to Dwarka to see the Yadavas, follow the example of their devotion, and achieve the mercy of their association. They are the best of all the Supreme Lord's exalted devotees, including Brahma and the other demigods in the heavenly planets, Garuda and the other Parshadas of Vaikuntha, and Prahlad, Hanuman, and other Vaishnavas in the world of mortals. Kunti thinks that because the Yadavas are absorbed in ecstasy, Narada's ecstasy will certainly increase in their company. Remaining with Kunti and the Pandavas, however, will only drag him down into misery. In case Narada suggests he can, be, he can derive enough satisfaction simply by hearing about the Yadavas from Kunti and her sons, Kunti reminds him that he already knows the residents of Dwarka better than the Pandavas do, <clears throat> since Narada had, has visited Dwarka many times. What can Kunti tell him that he does not already know? He should just go to Dwarka, where he can see Krishna's full mercy. Text 90 Sri Parikshit said, O mother, O wife of Lord Yadavendra's nephew, the exalted sage Narada swiftly arrived at Sri Dwarka. He entered the inner city, repeatedly offering prostrate obeisances and saw from a distance the fortunate Yadu, Yadu heroes. Commentary Shimati Subhadra, the sister of Sri Krishna, the worshipable lord of the Yadu dynasty. Shimati Subhadra is the Krishna, is the sister of Krishna the worshipable lord of the Yadu dynasty. And Uttara, the wife of Subhadra's son Abhimanyu, gave birth to Maharaj Parikshit. Therefore, if the Yadus are as fortunate as the Pandavas describe, Parikshit's mother also shares in their blessedness by being a member of the family. Text 91 He beheld them sitting at ease in the Blessed Assembly Hall, Sudharma. Ranked in order of importance, they sat resplendent with the ornaments of their own bodily beauty and were further adorned with garlands of Parijata. Commentary Texts 91-96 through 96 describe the splendor of the Yadus. Narada found the Yadu rulers convened in the hall Sudharma, which had belonged originally to the heavenly kingdom of Indra. Under the Yadus, however, the glory of Sudharma had increased. Now even more 
than while in Swarga Loka it manifested Sri, the opulence and favor of Lakshmi Devi, the supreme goddess of fortune. Free from envy and petty rivalry, the Yadu sat happily in, in order of seniority by age. Although they were all fabulously rich and powerful, they had no desires for anything material. Their treasure in life was the, was the prize of their dynasty, Sri Krishna. They accepted the trappings of royal or royalty only because these were suitable for their service to Krishna and gave him pleasure. The heavenly hall, Sudharma, and the priceless jewels, garments, and parijata garlands added nothing to the natural beauty of their transcendental bodies, which shone with the splendor of their pure love for Krishna and for one another. They were being regaled by festive song and dance in the most celestial style and praised by bards in splendidly tasteful words. Commentary The music, dance and drama performed in the Yadu assembly were dibya, equal to those heard and seen in Indra's swarga, and also ati-divya, equal to those in Lord Narayana's Vaikuntha. All perfections of this world and the kingdom of God attended the Yadus like menial servants. Text 93 The Yadavas laughed among one another and exchanged clever jokes and quips, the effulgence of their bodies surpassing that of the sun their personalities full of charm. Commentary Although the light radiating from the bodies of the Yadus was more brilliant than the sun, that effulgence, unlike the sun globes, did not pain the eyes because of the Yadus' very gentle and pleasing natures. Text 94 Many kinds of precious ornaments decorated the Yadavas and even some of the most elderly members of the assembly had obtained new youth by constantly enjoying the nectar of Sri Krishna's lotus face. Commentary The perpetual youth and even the oldest, the perpetual youth of even the oldest among the Yadus is affirmed by Shukadeva Goswami. Even the most elderly residents of the king appeared youthful, full of strength and vitality, for with their eyes they constantly drank the elixir of Lord Mukunda's lotus face. Bhagavatam 1045 19. Text 95. Surrounding Maharaj Ugrasena, the Yadavas glowed brilliantly as with reverent eagerness as they awaited the arrival of Sri Krishna. Commentary King Rugrasena sat on his throne in the midst of the assembly, served with his white umbrella, 
yachtel fans, and other royal emblems. Reflecting the king's imperial potency, all the Yadava princes glowed brilliantly, like many suns in the sky. But even though commanding so much material power, every one of them wanted nothing but to see Krishna and to be with him. Krishna joined them every day in, the in their assembly, yet every day they awaited his arrival with great eagerness. He was their deva, their only object of worship. And that's 8 o'clock. Hare Krishna. We'll stop our reading for tonight and hope for the reflections and comments and discussions of the assembled Vaishnava sages. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Nothing tonight, so far. They're all rolling on the ground in ecstasy of hearing about the love of the Pandavas for Krishna now the Yadus well it's quite unusual tomorrow is the holy appearance of Advaita Acharya who is none other than Mahavishnu and was responsible for bringing Lord Chaitanya down to the earth. Of course it was Lord Chaitanya's will, Krishna's will, but the immediate uh, reason was the, the cries of Advaita Acharya out of compassion for the fallen souls of the Kali Yuga, beginning of the Kali Yuga. So tomorrow we'll fast half a day and uh, remember Advaita Acharya. Vratimanjari, she's coming out of she's coming out of retirement. <laughs> typing. Okay, we're waiting for, whoops, we were waiting. I think there's still more to come.
but she says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. I have a question. Tonight we heard that, and I paraphrase, <coughs> that Bhishma and some others were criticized for trying to hurt Lord Krishna on the battlefield. I was in the understanding that Bhishmadev was pleasing Krishna by his chivalrous rasa of fighting Krishna. Well, they're talking about their, their feelings, <coughs> not Krishna's feelings. Every soul has individual feelings. And what they were seeing and feeling and what Krishna was seeing and feeling were two different things. Their love for Krishna wouldn't allow them to see uh, you know, Bhishma's arrows as flowers hitting Krishna's body. But Krishna accepted them as flowers, as offerings. Because that was Bhishma's relationship with Krishna. Chivalry. He was trying to please Bhishma. Everything that Krishna does is just for this reason, to please his devotees. So therefore, Krishna accepted it one way, <clears throat> Pandavas accepted it in another way. That's the nature of love. Hare Krishna. Next is a question from Gora Dennis. Gora? Dennis. Gora Dennis. Okay, Gora Dennis. Hare Krishna. Welcome. He says, Dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you so much for the reading tonight. Text 61. The results were usually contrary. Please kindly elaborate on this point. The results were, well, you have to put it in context. I don't remember exactly what the words were. The results were generally contrary. Who's saying it? Who's saying it? You see, we're on uh, 96. What was the verse number? It was uh, 61. 61. At the end of the... Huh? He's talking about what's in the end of the purport to 61. I wish I had a memory so I could remember everything. 61. That's way back here. What's the Bhima or Arjuna? Sixty-one. Blessed Arjuna said, O godly Narada, the great mercy your beloved Lord supposedly bestowed upon us has had in effect 
in, in fact become the cause of our sorrow. That's the reason. According to Arjuna, Krishna's intentions when he drove Arjuna's chariot and served the Pandavas in various ways were sincere, yet somehow the results were usually contrary. That means from, from Arjuna's position, from his vision, uh, he had to kill Bhishma and Drona, his teacher and grandfather, They're his superiors. So even though he loved Krishna and even though he did this in order to satisfy Krishna, he also had feelings and that his feelings were that even after the battle he still lamented having to kill them. Just like just like Yudhishthir, you know, when Yudhishthir when the battle was over, Yudhishthir refused to get on the on the on the throne. Did you know that? He refused to get on the throne. And everybody tried to convince him, even Krishna tried to convince him, and he refused. Why? Because he felt so guilty for for causing all the all the ladies of the Kaurava dynasty to become widows. So that's the point. That's the point. Each one of these personalities have deep spiritual feelings for Krishna, and they have deep uh, seated uh, emotional constitutions because of their spiritual advancement and therefore each one of them sees these things a little differently according to their relationship with Krishna and that's the point of the whole this whole section you know Kunti wants the disasters to come back just so Krishna will come and she can see him They're all feeling deep separation from Krishna. And that deep separation from Krishna is causing them to lament in different ways according to their relationship and according to their feelings. Hare Krishna. And in Arjuna's case, he just couldn't get out of his mind that... uh, he, he had killed Bhishma and Drona. Which, where were we? No, we were on 96. Next is something from Bamsi Vilasi Das. Bamsi Vilasi Das, Hare Krishna. He says, Dear Maharaj, wonderful to hear of mysterious and intricately layered love of the Pandavas yes like Arjuna's trust in Krishna mm. with secondary overtones of apparent dissatisfaction yes also Nakula and Sahadev appreciating Krishna's letting them worship him first more than his giving them success yes yet still feeling unhappy that he was gone yes and now it's very exciting to hear what these most refined yadus are all about after that exquisite introduction of them. Yes. This is what Krishna consciousness is. It's about all of the different relationships. You know, Nakula and Sadeva were younger than Krishna, so they saw it in one way. 
Bhima was kind of like equal but not as intimately uh, intimate with him as Arjuna. So he saw it another way. He saw Krishna just joking around and, you know, playing these tricks on them and saying he's going to do one thing and doing another, having everything turn out okay, but they having they have to go through all these things. So each one of them had different feelings about all these things. And they saw Krishna differently because of those relationships. Therefore, the spiritual world is extremely interesting. Never a dull moment. With Krishna's never a dull moment. He knows. He's the, the supreme rasika, the supreme taster of mellows and relationships and feelings and emotions. So he relishes all these things. Hare Krishna. Yeah. From Rati Manjari, she says, Yes, everyone has their own feelings. Very true. Thank you for your explanation. Your points show once again how careful we or I need to be in judging what others say. By taking into consideration that even though we all try to follow Shastra and render devotional service to the same Supreme Person, everyone naturally will always see things also from their own perspective, based on their relationship with Krishna. Yes, absolutely. So it's not stereotype. Devotional service is a stereotype. We get so many questions about, you know, why this person felt this or why Krishna felt that or all these things. But these are all, like you said, the loving exchanges of different relationships with each other and Krishna. I thought the, 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 po- the one point that, that really stuck out with me in this reading was right at the end where it said that the Yadavas were glowing with effulgence uh, and they were just waiting for Krishna and their relationships, their, their love for Krishna and their love for one another were their decorations. They were, they were adorned with love for Krishna and love with, for one another. So if we really have love for Krishna and we're, we're in the association of those who have love for Krishna, we automatically feel love for one another. And that's the secret of success in all uh, social circumstances. Thank you so much, everybody. It's 8.15, and that's it for me. Uh, Please, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a nice Advaita Charya's appearance day. Shri Briyat Bhagavatamrita Ki Jai Samavira Bhaktavrinda Ki Jai All glories to the assembled devotees Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic The creme de la creme de la creme de la creme de la creme Hare Krishna, see you tomorrow